All right, welcome to another episode of the Captain Lou podcast. Mm-hmm. It's me, Lou, the Captain, and Luke, also the co-captain. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, I, I guess I'm the, I'm the captain with the maps, and you're the one who helps to keep the steering wheel straight. Yeah, or like swabs your deck sometimes. And... I don't. We don't know. We don't and clean the floors. There's very much. no use in it. Let's just leave it on <laughs> until we can finally get some sound effects and. Some... <laughs> it's fine i thought today of recording a uh you Same. know a welcome to the show yeah I was listening through multiple episodes of a podcast i thought was really good was it ours it was not okay um and harsh but fair <laughs> harsh but fair <laughs> and uh i I shared it with someone, and they said that was a really boring podcast. Oh, hilarious! Oh, bro, subjectivity. It was pretty savage. That's hilarious. I was really hoping that they were going to love that podcast because they're a family member, but they did not. They did not dig it. They were like, "It's really boring." Can you send it to me? Yeah, I might. It's uh, Dr. Michael Heiser's Naked Bible podcast. Oh, I listened to some of that today. Um, the the ones I did send them to you. Yeah, and they're only like ten minutes long. It's perfect. They are. Um, but I realized that I might be a Bible nerd because I love learning about the literary context of both old and new Testament. Yeah. I, I love learning about it because, yeah. um, I watched the theology guys when I was in college, mm-hmm. um, they were all spindled up around all this stuff. And I, I didn't, I didn't like the way they spindled on it cause it mm. seemed simpler than that to me. Sure. Um, I figured there were probably better explanations found in, even as a kid, I was like, I bet there are some explanations there. So yeah, I'm interested in building a library and enjoying some of that. It relaxes me. <laughs> Dude, I get it. I feel the same way. I get it. I borrowed a book today. Oh. Uh, I borrowed it from Brad at the bike shop. It's like a three inch thick tome. Tome. On twin cam Harleys. Oh. I am. Oh. I am in the. I am in the viscera of I am in the viscera. a road king. Yeah. Like, uh, you got the I thing was, gutted. I was shocked. Um, working on bikes when I work at a shop where you want to make time mm-hmm. shrink. Yeah. Um, you're always thinking like, well, if I, can I do this? If I leave the wheel on? Yeah. And at my house, when I'm working on a bike, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that wheel off yep. because that takes me 25 seconds yep. and almost literally. that's going to be, yeah, yeah no, I've got, like a, I literally. can take a rear wheel off in like probably three minutes. Yeah. You know, it's one axle. It is. There is one mm-hmm. axle per wheel on Just a motorcycle. Tap it out. If there were more than one axle, it wouldn't turn. <laughs> Think it's, about that. Unless you had, uh, anyway, it's fine. Well, unless it were any elliptical, an elliptical, uh, yeah, that would be beautiful. Anyway, rotation. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, (laughs) I'm, I'm way into this thing. I've got the, I've got the, uh, I took off the outer primary. Mm -hmm. I took off my clutch basket and my compensator. I took off my inner primary. I took off my regulator. I pulled out the stator and the rotor. I, I, I got that done. I replaced the front engine mount. Mm Mm-hmm. The rear engine mount on a Road King is the swing arm axle. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh. Yeah. This is attached with brackets? Swing arm axle goes through the frame. Through the motor. Into the swing arm. Yeah. Into the transmission of the motor. Oh. All the way across into the swing arm. Oh. Through the frame. And then like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's actually pretty cool. It is cool. I did not know that. And if you take your rear wheel off, I don't have the rear fender off. Yeah, you just you don't have to. I have to cut the rear fender. Well, you can, yeah. Well, now that I've taken the wheel off and I've taken the swing arm off, I can cut the fender. The belt was the wrong belt. Oh, that's... That it's will, fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. I've got plenty yeah. to do and not very much time to use to do it. Yeah. So I'm working on it in like one and point one and hour <laughs> yeah, parts yeah. as people are coming out and yelling things like, it's time for dinner, which who can complain about that? Uh, yeah, but... I no, feel, no, no, I understand. No. I'm hearing everything. Oh, no, yeah, no, everything no. You're not saying on the I man level. On the man level, it's very difficult to be wanting to work on on yes. this bike yeah. and wanting to have it done by Saturday past. Yeah, yeah right. With, but that that wasn't going to happen, man. I have a question. Yeah. It's slightly technical, but I'm very intrigued. I can't remember the clutch basket. Is it bolted to the case, the primary case itself? Because the the clutch basket doesn't move, so how does it stay on that spindle? So what you got with your clutch basket okay. is your clutch basket is attached directly to your main shaft. Oh. Is That's it like your, stuck the on input there? shaft yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. to the transmission. Right, it's called right. the main shaft. It's right. called your input shaft. Right. So what, what you got with the clutch basket is when it's at rest mm -hmm. it's gripped to the main shaft oh okay okay when it is compressed yes okay when you pull yeah, the yeah. lever and you compress it can spin freely that's such a trip yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the clutch basket unit is actually a, a few parts yes there are yes. right yeah there's inner and outer clutch basket and then yes. there's your all your your friction plates friction plates and steels yes so that situation mm -hmm. is inert you know when yeah, it, yeah. when it's coming on and off the bike with the the clutch is not engaged right and you remember working on your sportster that the clutch yeah. came in on the basket side yes but on a bagger the clutch comes in on the other side and oh it actuates okay on a lever pack oh. over there okay. okay yeah so i call it lever pack because it's two discs with ramps and balls. Okay, yeah, I understand. So when you when you pull the clutch, Do they spread apart? it spreads apart and yep. it pushes a rod. Oh, that engages all the way across. The rod yes. pushes all the way across, mm -hmm. and the rod pushes the actuation that loosens the yes. clutch. Dude, fascinating. Yeah. So you have to act. Do you have to to take the entire thing off? You have to like manufacture a clutch grab for it to come off. You know what I mean? You have to engage um, the clutch. On a Sportster, you do that. Mm -hmm. On uh, this, to change the clutch pack, mm -hmm. you would have to compress the clutch spring. Yes. Yes. Um, to remove it entirely? Oh, I can't remember now because I haven't done off? a clutch on a on But a you bagger. just took yours off. No, I took off my, my whole entire clutch inner and outer altogether they just come off in one big piece do, do they just pull off yeah to pull oh, the clutch oh okay to pull the clutch out of there mm -hmm. um 
some, I think uh, on these, I'm remembering from my soft tail, there's just a series of, of screws that you take out and the clutch plate comes off. Okay. That's what I yeah. was wondering about. On a yeah. Sportster, you compress the spring, you take off the, the yep. center bolt, yep. and then the spring comes out. Comes that out, way. right? Yeah. Um, Understood. Haven't done. I've done clutches on. I did the clutch on one of my. Yeah, they're different to different and different eras as well. Sure. The. Um, yeah, and so when you put it, put the clutch plate back on. Mm -hmm. I can't. I haven't been in the clutch on this bike, and I'm kind of bike to bike still. But anyway, so I pulled out the clutch and the primary. They've got the chain around them, you know, the primary yeah. chain. Sure. Set those aside. Then took off the inner primary, set that aside. Rotor, stator, all that comes off. Yeah. I'm replacing the stator. I'm replacing the rotor. Yeah. And last night, as I was looking at the rotor, the new one, it mm -hmm. looked a little different. I did oh, some no. caliper measurements. And then Is I, pulled, it? I picked up the box and the box said 2006. No. Right. Well, so I just, I took the stator back off, which takes exactly five seconds. Okay. Okay. It's, it's four tiny screws yeah. and you pull it through. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to take it off because I have so much banging and clanging to do. Yeah. I wanted to have it packed up. So I packed that all up and I took it to the bike shop today and I was like, do I have the wrong year? Yeah. Well, the thing is, no, I don't have the wrong year. It's an upgrade. Oh. to a three phase from a two phase yes right which is fascinating i'm upgrading yeah. the the whole system there right and still have an unanswered question is the stock circuit breaker i think is a 30 and i think it needs to be a 50. yeah so i'm probably still going to do that uh, but it's not in the instructions anywhere it's fine do the parts that you have currently they fit do. on your bike they do okay so you can put them on and be yeah. cool and okay. brad brad and we had a conversation about it i went to the bike shop this morning which is always pleasant yeah that's amazing and i'm so happy that i am welcome to walk into the bike shop and i get big hugs yeah and that i'm not a tax on them yeah and i actually helped to unload a bike out of a pickup truck that was coming in <laughs> nice. i actually did i got to nice. put in a little work yeah and on saturday mm -hmm. i went with brad and helped him load and unload a few objects from one place to another yeah. into the new location, which is an epic location. That's so sick, dude. Um, I'm yeah, really happy It's for in Brad. Cleves, right near Whitewater Township. Yes, sir, it is. And it's only 18 minutes from this place right here. Do you go down 75 and then get... You go to 74. Right? You go to 74 to 128. Okay. When you get to the bottom of the exit, you take a left for about two minutes. And there you are. And it's on the right side. That's so sick. It's dude. crazy. It's That's so awesome. Good. That's awesome. It's at the intersection of 128 and Morgan Road. That's and, awesome. Uh, it's enormous. Yeah. It's enormous. And um, sometimes more is more. You know what I mean? Uh huh. I love it. So, anyways, I love it. Um, I have the. Yeah, I'm going to be cutting the cutting the fender. I'm going to be installing some of the flooring. I'm going to finish the floor in my um, twin cam alley back there. <laughs> in the alley. I'm going to do the floor in the alley. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be nice. I don't know if you saw, but I, I, Brad has kindly gifted me a solvent tank. What? Yeah, parts washer. Yeah. You know, the one with Those the... Those things are sick. It's got, you flip the switch uh -huh. and you've got the hose with the brush mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. just flowing and you can oh. clean off all the stuff. Dude. Yeah, a parts washer. That's so, so cool. I want to bring stuff over. And I actually needed it. Yeah. And I, I needed it some days before. Can you I, reuse the wash? Oh, you can leave the same stuff in there. It settles down to the bottom. And you just pull off the top. Yeah, it's pulling It's pulling a little higher than the bottom. Yeah. But um, he even gave me the solid. What? We've got, we've 
with the two and a half five gallon buckets full of solvent. Bro, so, dude, Brad is the shape. man. I'm That's gonna, sick. I'm just gonna clean it out. It's got a probably a less than a quarter inch, maybe an eighth of an inch of yeah. garbage on the bottom of it. And I'm just gonna clean that out, and I'm gonna stick it in the back in the corner. Yes. I'm going to get rid of the black shelf thing. Yes. I've been emptying it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting rid of that. Okay. I'm going to slit the tarp, roll that tarp up so we've got a nice little area. Mm -hmm. And in my dream world, mm -hmm. I'm going to get, I'm, I'd love to redo the entire floor oh, we should do with it. oak pallets. I we would should. just take a weekend. Yeah. And, but, and when, if we do that, yeah. I would like to extend the floor L shaped out toward the turtle pen. Oh, yeah. And have the ability for people to be sitting there who can still see, yeah, yeah. you know, into the shop. Yeah. We're all sitting there for sinners only. Absolutely. Yeah. Like a little deck on yeah. the deck. And then, That's so sick. then we'll put down like a four by four of eighth inch steel. Yeah. Put a fire pit up on top of it. Yeah, that would be so sick. No, I've got ideas. <laughs> yeah, I do. That'd be awesome. I, I just don't. I'm, all my friends are too productive to to help me. <laughs> they, they've got too much going on. So it's true. I, Dude, I really it's a could busy use, season. I could use an army of people with a lot of time. Yes. Um, I have I have uh, an army of people who pray for me and love me, but do not have a lot of time. They are busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And that's all right. It is. I've got to be patient, though. I do. It takes patience. Dude. So anyways, I'm yeah. very happy with, I rehung my lights. Yeah. I've got much better lighting. I rehung two of them. Yeah. And then I rehung the one over the workbench. Oh, nice, yeah. dude. Yeah, I figured out if I put a screw in the rafter. Yeah. And then I can just zip tie straight around it. And then you're there. And I'm there. So yeah. I'm going to redo all the lights that way. Dude. And have a lot more light. Yeah, I love. Having them up between the rafters has been, you know, mood lighting. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more like lighting. mood lighting. I need yeah. work lighting. Absolutely, dude. I'm like, I believe in a nice workspace, like. Turn on the lights. It's like the sun comes on you in there. You know what I you mean? Do. Multiple I, angles on each part. It's awesome. My eyesight has not been something to write home about. <laughs> it's it's really I. It's a happening. lot of screens since COVID. A lot of screens. Yeah. I heard this guy talking on a TikTok about a a book, mm -hmm. a little tiny book, okay, and a poster. Yeah. And the poster had these things on it, and he would. Read the little tiny book yeah. for a certain number of seconds, and then he would read the poster for a certain number oh, of seconds. Oh, he'd flip back and forth. And flip back and forth. He said he did it for like 15 minutes a day straight Yeah. for like three months. His It got prescribed to him when he was a child. Okay. And it fixed it. Really? It fixed his eyes. What? And I thought... Are the muscles in your eyes just getting tired? That is. You know what I mean? You're uh, one of the many, many things. I'll cue all the angry eye doctors. <laughs> That's not true. Ophthalmologists <laughs> yeah. are going to be hitting us up and they're going to be like, I'm an ophthalmologist. That's for idiots. You're, you're spreading medical misinformation. misinformation. It's malinformation, all right? Oh what's, what's, what's the right. one that you do on purpose? Malinformation <laughs> is information that is correct but has a detrimental effect for the good of society, whatever yes, we, whatever is, we in power want yes, to tell you that decide is. Decide that, that that is. Then malinformation. malinformation. My goodness. Gosh, dude. My it's goodness. bad because I don't like it. Okay, cool. Sounds yep, good. That's where we, yeah. That's pretty much it, dude. Ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologists. So, uh. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I really would like to do some favors for my eyesight. Yeah. Um. It'd be cool if anybody knows where I can get one of them kits. I'd like to get one. Dude, you have one like right 
they have now. Just get a small Bible and put a poster on the wall. Uh, it's not just any poster, Luke. What? Is there specific words you got to read? It's a specific. There, it's magic words. <laughs> What's, yeah, I was going to ask you. What is this? A seance? It's a uh, rana rana colita <laughs> sana sana colita de rana de rana. <laughs> it has to be in Spanish. You know okay, what? Cool. You, you know what? Uh, I don't. Sana sana colita de rana means. I do not. What does it mean? It's Spanish. It means uh, heal heal, uh, the tail of a frog. <laughs> is that from a? What is that? I don't understand. It's a thing that lots of Latinos say when, okay. they, when they need. It's uh, tadpole tails. Tadpole tails. Yes, uh, cut off and made into a healing poultice. Oh, yes. I see. Okay. What are they full of uh, froggy stem cells? Yeah, come on, it's fine. It's good for you. It. It's great for the skin. Yeah, uh, <laughs> take it over some of the other ingredients that are being put in stuff nowadays. Yes. I did just hear a guy. Scientist dude who didn't shower for like five years. Yes, what'd he say? He was like, Science. Yeah, this is way, way better. That washing your skin kills all the microbiome, all the all the good bacteria, all the dust mites that eat all the the juice on your skin that's actually yeah. clogging up your pores. Yeah. I don't think he smelled. Like his his skin biome just like figured it out. Yeah. It's amazing, dude. I've been doing that for about three years now. I'm not joking. It's so funny, dude. You just don't use soap? The other day I got, this is probably a little personal to publish to the whole world. It's fine. Yes. Well, to the 35 of you we've, out there. We've, uh, we've now descended into pure shock. <laughs> shock value. So uh, You will not believe what he did. I got in the shower and I was like, why? I hate the way it feels when I put these soaps all over myself. Probably really bad soap. I hate it. Okay, yeah, I get it. Like head and shoulders shampoo for flaky scalp. And yeah, I, I was thinking about it because I'm not big on taking showers. Like I live in a house filled with people who take like two showers a day. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They take like two showers a day, and I'm like, um, listen, allow me to be clear for the sake of our listeners. I'm not an unclean person. No. In fact, dear listener, I would actually, I would, I would wager that I'm cleaner than you are, because. <laughs> I will not use a toilet without washing. Yeah. I will not be soiled. I will not be soiled. I will not walk around with soil. <laughs> yeah, no. It is not done by me. <laughs> Most Americans walk around with, you know, Stop, an dude. eighth of a teen, teaspoon of human soil still clinging. <laughs> an eighth of a teaspoon. Wiped thin with cheap anti-environmental <laughs> paper products. Oh, man. The whole the whole industry of the thing. I use Charmin. So dark, so dark. So gosh, I, it is now only about forty bucks to throw a bidet onto whatever toilet you have. I want to do that, dude. It's only forty bucks, but I'm gonna pipe it in so it's hot and cold, so it's like oh, a lukewarm. That's fine. Or is it refreshing when it's ice cold? I don't even notice it anymore. It took about <laughs> one week until I didn't even notice didn't the temperature care. of the water. Didn't That's care. so sick. My body went from being completely shocked at cold water to being like, what's up, bro? Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. hilarious, dude. Yeah. So anyways, I got in the shower and I was like, I'm not doing it. And then I realized, oh, I'm not getting scalp dander. Oh, anymore. I haven't had any scalp dander in a long time. Yeah, sure. And beard dander has been extremely manageable. Yeah. Like not very much so i just rinsed off yeah and you know take a take a white washcloth and rub your skin until it's 
you know, tan, you, until the washcloth is tan. Oh, it's mostly oil from work. Some of it's dude. soil, but like <laughs> soil. Yeah, because I because in roofing, you know, I, today yeah. I lifted I lifted uh, fourteen bundles of shingles, seventy pounds of lift. Hey, bro, shredded. Yeah, the shoulder hurts. Yeah. Oh, bro, it does don't, hurt, bro. Don't shoulder do hurts. it. It's not dude. getting worse. Okay, good. I just it's not getting worse. It's a great way to. Yeah. I know. Ugh. I know. Ugh. Yeah. You, well, there's no getting around it, man. Um, it's probably really good for you, as long as these hair hands are fit to use. <laughs> so. Hands are fit to use. So I, um, yeah, but I've got the bike all pulled apart. And uh, today I went and did another parts run. My new belt will probably come in tomorrow. It's the right one. Did you bang your head? Uh, yeah. And I had a hat on during that one. That would have been stitchable. Dude, you had a hard hat on still. I had just one of these on. Yeah. I'm religious about the hats. The one thing mm -hmm. is deodorant. Okay. Like, I really... I mean, I don't know if I'm Go too ahead. ripe for you right now. I, have I, don't, a, I never smell you. I want you to know it's important. You say great. it all the time. I never smell you. I'm very happy to hear that. And because, I, if um, I did, I wouldn't care. Well, I, I, I tend to do this thing, and those who know me longest know it. Um, I'll get a t-shirt going. <laughs> and then that's it, baby. Well, so I have a work t-shirt. I have several work t-shirts. And they're yeah. in my truck along with my two. I have two work hats. Okay. And they stay in the truck. So I can jump in the truck and go. Yeah. And then I'll settle into, like, right now I'm on a real Hanes white V-neck size large I'm kick. I'm seeing it right now. Yeah, these are, on a hot day, oh, Hanes V-neck is way better than a Hanes crew neck. Yeah. And But the, lo the longer you wear one without washing it, mm -hmm. the more, I don't know, comfortable it is. Yeah, what is that, dude? It stretches out. Yeah, it's nice. And I also, I think the, the human oils... <laughs> Yeah, I think they conduct heat off your through body. it. Once your body has created a, a biometric <laughs> connection, a, a, a biomatrix, yeah, right through the shirt. Right. Yeah. So when it's a when it's like ninety degrees outside here and it's steamy in Ohio, oh, yeah. Um, I, but I'm in a black I'm in a black work shirt during that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so after sad. work, I swap into my I swap into my like. I'll have a Harley or skateboarding hat and I'll swap onto that and I'll put on my plain whites and then I go. And so that's, that's just, I grip it and I rip it. But you just but wear one out. I just put on, I've got a bar of deodorant mm -hmm. from that kind of crunchy company called Tom's. Oh, I'm with you. That's what I use. Okay. Yeah. So I have also got a, I just finished a speed stick and I have an old spice that was given to me for my, birthday or christmas by brit okay because his nickname for me is old spice that's hilarious because to brit it's absolutely hilarious yeah. that i'm <laughs> old of course dude and yeah, spicy that i'm old yeah. and I have a spicy attitude of course dude that's so, so funny i think i think brit's a treasure gosh dude but um he's a cackling with laughter he does he he's that's dad joke central so funny dude so i use all of them yeah and i can tell that the old spice is got a lot of glycerin in it it yeah. goes on slidey and cold yeah i don't mind yeah um the um all that aluminum there is no aluminum in it that's what they say it doesn't have it says it on the package it says no <laughs> aluminum and it also doesn't stop stink as well anymore because there's no, <laughs> because aluminum, there's no in aluminum in it right? and the speed stick is also now aluminum free yeah. And uh, the doc, the, um, the, uh, what is that? Uh, it's not Dr. Bronner's, but that butt powder stuff. Oh, yeah. It also doesn't have talc in it anymore. Is that bad for you? It's just cornstarch now. 
Is it like a carcinogenic? Yes, it thing? had uh, caused. I think it had like trace uranium. In it. <laughs> yeah, right. I do. With enough, you could make. I a think that's bomb. what it was: radon yeah. gas or uranium. Yeah. Something, something radioactive dumb. was right. in the you know talc talcum powder. You is, were going to get testicular cancer over know, the course of. I'm not afraid years. of testicular cancer, bro. You should be. Dog. I'm not. Why not? Because I'm probably not getting it. <laughs> and if I were going to get it, what would the use be in being afraid before that? Listen, listen. It's I can't go into this with you right now. That's fine. When you have it, I will be kind and gentle with you. Well, it's not like not being laugh. afraid of it gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, they took the talc out of I'm the powder. I'm not saying be terrified. I'm saying just like, don't. I don't want that. Yeah, well, I it's don't, like dying I don't want cancer. it either, but I'm not afraid <laughs> yeah, of it. Afraid. I literally was like, I'm not afraid of testicular cancer. And you're like, bro, bro. That's I'm like, like, no, no, no. That's like saying, I'm not afraid of rock stopping and then tranny checking in the deep end of a pool somewhere. I also am not afraid of that either because I stay in the shower. <laughs> I guess I never go. I never go. <laughs> Captain Lou never goes in the deep end anymore. I'm more of a shallow end type of guy. Uh, that's dude. a young man's game. Yeah, no way, dude. That's yeah. so funny, bro. Oh my gosh. You want to talk about skateboarding? Yeah, we went, dude. We actually went skateboarding. What we did? Yeah, I remember we went to Dry Ridge. Bro, Piddle Park. Dude, it's actually called that. It's called and, Piddle Park. Oh, we determined that both Lou and I were both correct about our Oh, the dry ridge the diagram dry, yeah. controversy. <laughs> the diagram. Yes. It does. Listen, for our viewers. That's right. When you come out Last of the freaking episode. snake run, it does. Here's the thing. It doesn't point towards the pool, but what happens is the clamshell at the end that's like four feet high that you uh -huh. come in at Mach 10 to is actually not pointed towards the, uh, you know, toward the, the horseshoe half Exactly, it's dude. Not, it's right. not. It's, it's pointed. It's kind of catty corner to it. So to yeah. hit it front side, you actually have to like air a hip or go over the hip and then turn. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, that that exactly. happened. Exactly. So, but we, we were went. we were both right. Yes. Which one of us was righter? I think that I was probably more. Writer, I think so too. But that's my. my I understood why a person could come to your conclusion because it is a little bit. I was all way. the time coming out of yes. the waterfall at the end of the snake run over the speed and bumps. then going over one of them or between them. Terrifying. It's yeah. fine. Um. And then cutting backside around that and then hit the quarter pipe. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But we had a good time. We went down to, we, we went and got shoes. I got shoes. Oh, we went to Craft. Craft. Craft Skate Shop. Yeah. The friendly one. Yeah. And the guy who runs it is, has a name. I think it's Brian. His name is Brian. Why? Because the, you said that guy was going to call you. Oh, at least it doesn't stop the whole thing. Yeah, because it's on my phone. We put it's it on not. It's not that guy. Oh no! His name Should is take it and... his name is safe. No, we won't take it while we're on the air. <laughs> while we're alive That's on funny. the air, we went to craft and Brian, right? Uh huh. Was a super nice guy, and his his nice shoes guy. were great, great price. Forty forty five dollars a pair. Vans, pros. He did. But here's the thing: I'm in a conundrum because I don't skate every single freaking day anymore. So my feet. My feet are getting bigger. They're changing. Like they're changing, and I have they're a, loosening up. They're loosening, and I've got a bunion on my right foot, so I'm struggling to he find out what his my bunion. size. My bunion hurts, dude. So he bruised his bunion. I'm trying to figure out what size shoe I am now, and what shoe I'm supposed to buy. Oh, what a hellscape, dude! Did you ever travel with me during the Midwest blue collar fickleboards days? 
Yeah. And I would have three pairs of shoes in the car. Yeah. And you're always just like, switch them out, switch them out, switch them out. That's and I right. understand that. That's the game. I'm actually understanding That was an now. older man's game. I understand completely. When your feet haven't decided where they fit in yet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, my feet are different now. I'm down a half size. I don't understand. Yeah. I, but I wear boots all the time. But you're also down 35 freaking pounds. Okay. That's true. Too. Right? In fact, I think it's... 40? It's, uh, I went from really 210 did. down to... 174. Savage. What dude. is that? That's 34 pounds. 36 pounds. Yeah. That's insane, dude. And I might be less now. High protein, shredding up, carrying bundles of shingles. Anyway. Today I got so tired. I didn't know what was wrong with me. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. We had just it? finished a bunch of work and I hadn't eaten. <laughs> I don't get hungry. I get tired. It, that's I feel that it's I really so do. weird. And then I waited too long. I was in a business meeting uh-huh. doing doing business stuff, standard operating procedure development, yeah. and I put my head down and mm-hmm. started to fall straight asleep. Oh, and I dude. thought, oh, you know what? I said, I told the guys, I said, you know what, guys? I waited too long to eat because I don't feel hungry, I'm and exhausted. now I have to sleep. I'd have to take a nap just to have enough energy to eat my lunch. <laughs> to go eat my lunch. Dude, that's so funny. kind of happened to me today. That's hilarious. So funny. Anyway. I think sugar is bad. Get him! <laughs> we, <laughs> we met Cohen and his friend, who I can't remember. Yes. I got beat in a game of scat. Yes. Which is, But I did land a frontside shove, which is a miracle. I did Pop shove it. Yeah, front side pop shove it, yeah, which is that's it's way it. hard, dude. It's coming from hard. coming in from 1985, a shove it. We did what I think they call nowadays freestyle shove its. Okay, like sh- sh- yeah, sh- just like real quick. Sh- yep, sh- like no pop, no pop. Right. And when the pop shove it, everyone started wanting to do pop shove its and skate switch in the 90s. Right. I was like, oh man, <laughs> this is horrible. This is too much. I think I'm gonna. Go I'm already youth, going. Youth pastor. I'm already going <laughs> Mach nine, throwing shovets both ways. Oh, you were going front I could do. I can do those kind of shovets both ways. The front shove. I still can, and I can I'd still. I can still land a three sixty shove. shove it. I don't think that you can't do it. I just love to see you do it. I don't think I've I, ever seen one. I yet. was on a trip once with with a young guy, mm-hmm. Micah. Oh yeah. And shredder. Before I could get my coffee, I had to land a three sixty shove it, and I kept tomahawking myself. <laughs> I gave up and went and got my coffee. Yeah, like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's just not worth it to me. You know, That's so tomahawk funny. In the, in the navicular bone again and again. <laughs> the funicular so, bone, dude. Yeah. That's so funny, bro. It's You're no just fun. working yourself. I'm, it's not worth it. I already got the girl. Yeah. Why? Why even? I only want to do things that feel fun. Yeah. That's what makes me a bad skateboarder. Yes. And any degree to which I'm good at skateboarding, the credit lies in that skateboarding that was fun for me yeah that's it no i'm starting to get that way too i, I did i really i the funnest thing that we did at dry ridge is i do this all the time but i just loved it so much i was going really quick and i hit a big bank and what i do is i don't pop like i'm doing an ollie but i get weightless and let my tail tap and there's a moment where i'm falling down the bank i probably only yes. am off the ground for maybe a foot but i really really enjoy that and then big at dry ridge you can do this glorious thing the quarter pipe goes like this. You can hit the coping and then the metal coping ends and you go into concrete. Yep. So if you do a big slash, you go up, up to metal and then into the concrete and you can really push into the concrete. So you're yeah. And then down. Oof, dude. Yep. 
Very satisfying. Lord of mercy. It's very so nice, satisfying. Dude. Yeah. So we, so we did. It. And we filmed nothing. We yeah. did no filming. I got a, I got a, a very appreciated admonishment from Jeremy J. Jeremy J. Jeremy J is out in um, North Carolina. What did he say? He, he, he wrote me a message. I'll, I will do a correspondence what up, feature. He wrote me a message. And the message was. Why don't you guys post more TikToks? It was. It was, dude, you got to get on here. You got to get on here and you got to, you got to, I don't understand how this works. I hate. Uh, a TikTok's interface is awful. Let's view all. Oh, gracious. There's so much on here. This is Yeah, awesome. here it is. I found it. I found the, I found the thread. Dude. Yeah, this is that. That video Dude, of me, yeah, you. and then Such a good one. he wrote, "I want to see more skating from you." And I wrote, "I don't have any cores." I wrote, "Honestly, let me just jump on my road king and head down to you, and then get some hugs and talk, probably, and I'll <laughs> ugly cry." <laughs> probably ugly. He cry. writes, "Anytime, man, sincerely." Uh -huh. And then, it, and then it's not loading. That's really. But get off that wide. Oh then yeah, I, I understand. I don't it's have fine. another option. No, I get it. I, get I mean, it. I guess I could. Then, it, Dude, then he writes, "Get LTE on it." Right then he writes. Thank you. He writes, anytime, man, sincerely, I wrote, thank you. I'm very heartbroken about skateboarding. When I'm doing it, I'm always in a pretty vulnerable mindset. And he wrote, heartbroken in what way? Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's dish. And um, I done been seen some things. I think I'll just write that to him right now. This is this is live. I know we're live. I know. He, no, he's I'm, not watching. I'm telling our listeners. How do I? How do is I? it not? No, type it right now. You're replying. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I can't see the. He was tapping the remote. I wish we could have it you on over, the screen while I'm it trying was open to. On the bottom. It's so funny. Oh, that was awesome. You know, I touch type. Dude, oh yeah. But I started with typewriters. <laughs> yeah. Ticket, 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 ticket. I don't bend. I done. Bent. Bent. That's B I N T bent. That's I done. Been seen some things. I like it. So, anyways. Yes, well, I mean, I think everyone who's listened for any amount of time knows that I have got um, a perspective that lives within me and goes everywhere I go. Yeah. My mind. You, you could say. My mind is not neutral about life. Yeah. And that's an effect of exposure to jesus mm -hmm. the scripture mm -hmm. experiencing the the holy spirit yeah and it, it it makes me see things differently than i used to and that was a long time ago sure but it's not because the same seeing things the way i used to lives in me as well yeah um the angry greedy you know just dag nasty me is hasn't hasn't left the building it's you know i'm on that carcass drag <laughs> carcass the old dragon. man the old man me has been around the whole time it's not like i have to look back to when i was 15. yeah i had uh, an i had a dynamic change in my my thoughts and attitudes about life but i i didn't become a different person entirely mm -hmm. so i've dragged the same carcass around that was dragging me around before i saw the light yeah but <clears throat> being this way and having this perspective has been a little bit a little bit hard for me to know what to do about and i don't think i've always done exactly the thing i would do if i were older and wiser mm -hmm. but um i really don't like bullying 
<laughs> and and I don't like bullying in a way that is probably a little 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 uh nope nope not <laughs> overdone it. yeah it's not overdone nope. I back me on this yeah I do right I really don't like bullying and here's the problem once you start going down this rabbit hole is advertisement is bullying hmm. so often the underlying premise of skateboarding advertisement is a subtle ultimatum ultimatum that if you don't ride what's cool mm -hmm. you're not cool yeah uh, if you don't admire what we tell you to admire then no one will admire you and by the way being admired i mean i'm not sure how valuable that really is but here we are and yet here we are <laughs> yet here we are yeah in a culture that is deeply rooted in skateboarding our culture yeah. is deeply rooted in the admiration of other people and that's a kind of overused word but that's a problematic situation sure because it is not a virtue to be invested in other people's opinion about you yeah it's, yeah, um, there there are degrees to which it is valuable to, for example, your reputation is worth more than gold hmm. in the business world for your company. It would be better for you to take an L. Yeah. So that later on, people could recognize the value of doing business with you. Yeah. That reputation is worth more than. But that's not just what people think about you yeah it's the way you behave and also a reputation that's worth more than gold is also your bad reputation the people mm -hmm. who hate you and their criticisms of you can be could be a real recommendation of you yeah to those who have eyes to see and ears to hear yeah so like i'm actually not without a certain satisfaction or even a, a pride yeah as you go into the wider world and you might meet people who know about me or heard of me and they may say some terrible sounding things about me. <laughs> and I think that some of that might speak actually really well of me if you get to know what kind of people those are. Yeah. And uh, that's nuanced. And a lot of people don't use, they're not into nuance. They just get intimidated by controversy Yeah. because they don't want people to think bad of them. Yeah. They want everyone to think they're admirable and cool. Yeah. And um, that's garbage. That's garbage culture, and I think it's garbage, and I think that the first people that it hurts are the last people that they notice. Yep. I think it's the weak people, the, the fat kid, yeah. the, the kid who's got gender issues, the kid who's got emotional issues, the suicidal kid. Mm -hmm. These are the people who, women, yeah. get, get pummeled by this, and, and that whole ecosystem of glad-handing, bro-hugging, you know, camera hogging guys, they just eat all the corn, man. Hmm. All the pigs get all the corn. Yeah. And they Jake Phelps their way through it. Uh, and they're not going to take accountability. And if they're not careful, the sad thing is it's not like I, I have any delight at all in the destruction that comes. Sure. Um, I do think people get away with things in this world. I do. I don't think that nobody gets away with anything. That's a, uh, there's a very popular um, pop psychologist right now, Jordan Peterson, who he's pop psychology. Is that what that is? I think so. I really I do. Don't, I don't think so. 
I think there's a poppiness to it. Um, I get, yeah. I do. I think there's a pretentiousness to it. Mm -hmm. I think there's a poppiness to it. I think there's an arrogance to it that I, I'm not in, I'm not down for. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, a lot of times you'll be listening to someone and, and you're like, wow, that's wow, that's wow. And by the time you're three wows in, yeah, they've taken you deeper than you know to go. Sure. You actually aren't learning. You're hmm. being entertained by their knowledge. Oh, interesting. And I think that we should be on our guard against people who overwhelm us with their articulate, you know, hmm. like, tell. I'm going to chew on that. How is denim made? How do they make it? <laughs> yeah, right. What is it made of? Right, this. You would be dead if this was a real scenario. <laughs> that right you know, there. Um, what, what did he say? How is denim made? Right. I, I'm, I'm, uh, anyway, so. One of the problems is it's it's fine if you're getting something from someone who's a popular pundit or a sure. psychology person, but what was it? Yeah, no, that's an important. Really, what was it? Sure. What did you get? Okay, say it. Sure. Say what you learned. Mm -hmm. Say how you think now, how you thought then, or did you just come away with a comforting tribal affiliation to a personality? I wonder if that has more to do with the listener than it has to do with the pundit. Sometimes hmm. it's... I'm asking the listeners. Yeah, right. I, I am. Yeah, I'm asking think, the listeners. Right. Now, as far as the pundit goes, there are there are lots of people that, like, I can't stand sloppy arguers. I can't stand yeah. people who use logical fallacies. And I can't stand people when... I can't stand when people. Yeah, yeah. Not people who, but I. It's it is not something I tolerate well mm -hmm. when people's arguments lever with coercive exclusion ultimatums yeah absolutely uh ultimata actually okay oh, I, I don't like that yeah. i also don't like when they use pretentiously high reasoning mm -hmm. when it could have been said you know i'm i i tend to get more from like you know who phil robertson is oh yeah he's the duck dynasty guy yeah and he sits down and he crosses his skinny little legs in his little camo <laughs> comfy pants yeah. on his his overstuffed chair yeah. with his Bible open on his lap. And he says something I already know. Yeah, sure. He says stuff like, well, you should just fear God and try and do what's right. Yeah, right. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, not really a duck dynasty guy. Yeah. Um, not a hunter. I'm not a hunter. Right. Not, not really into, I mean, I, I would be a hunter if it had been my path, but I'm yeah. not, you know, and I'm, I, I don't, I like fireworks and yeah. I like, I like the Gun idea powder. of going mudding. Yeah, sure. And I'd love to shoot Tannerite oh, yeah. and blow something up, but I, I don't. Yeah. And you know why? Hmm. Because when you blow up a tree with Tannerite, the limbs come. They way. come flying at you, <laughs> yeah, dude. I've seen. I mean, videos. a six-inch piece of <laughs> yeah. tree wow. can yeah. go right through your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like you know? face. Yeah. No, I'm, I see. It. I'm. I'm not. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I don't. You're. I'm not you're there. risk averse. I get it. I am. I'm risk averse. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm not cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not cool. Then. But I really struggle with bullies. Yeah. Uh, I really do. And when I see bullying, I tend to speak in ways that make bullies want to not be seen by me. Yeah. And that is a good thing. It is. Um, but it bullies, comes at a price. Bullies don't. Right. So to Jeremy J in North Carolina, uh, by the way, love you, brother. Um, I'm disappointed to say that I've done been seen some things and it has become my opinion that knownst or unknownst, the skateboarding industry has exhibited strong complicity with some of the worst 
trajectories hmm. to the exclusion of some of the best. Sure. And most of it for the simple reason that they didn't want they didn't want the the center of their influence to shift. Yeah. I learned last yeah. night on a video that when Andy Anderson went on tour with Powell, yeah. one of the guys pissed in his helmet. I'd be, I dude. Another guy put his helmet behind the van and it got run over. I'd fist fight somebody straight up. I, I, they're good kids. I like the Powell team very, very much. Yeah. And maybe uh, it's all in good fun. Maybe no, it's fine, but I, I, I'm bothered by that. I am bothered by it too. Be, not because <clears throat> Andy Anderson can't get a new helmet. Yeah. Although that's a real bummer to me. Yeah. Um, but because making fun of a guy because he wears a helmet is awful close to behaviors I've seen there. Well, it's not awfully close. It's the same thing I've seen so many times. And of course, it's just kids being, oh, they're 24. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's you... like they're 24 year old men. I'm not big into helmets. Well, I'm not big on people I'm tucking my real, stuff. I'm real big into people respecting each other. Real yes. big into it. Yes. I Sometimes I despair that I would ever be able to work in skateboarding because I just take it so seriously. That's so funny. I bummed out a guy last week, handed me a flyer for an event. And mm -hmm. on the flyer, we're not going to talk yeah, yeah. about what the event is. Yeah. But on the flyer is a pinup girl with a black eye yeah. and a bandage on her thigh, mm -hmm. like a cross band-aids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a design. It's like a artistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's art thing. And I, I looked at it and I immediately was like, if she were wearing roller skates, it'd be a double thumbs up. Sure. Yeah. Because that's part of that culture. That's roller girls. Yeah. And that's honestly, punk rock. I dig that punk rock yeah. roller girl, tough guy girl thing. Yeah. You know, right. Like that's empowered. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I don't know. That's my take. Yeah. 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 It wasn't, she was, she was, I don't know what she had on her feet. She had shoes. She had a skateboard. Woman, she had woman's a, shoes. I don't know. Yeah, she had like vans so. on and then a skateboard. And and uh, and I got real bummed. Yeah. And I was like, I was like. Also, the word skank yeah. was in the was in the thing. Bro. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you know what? I don't think that. I and I just was like, dude, I'm bummed on this. I'm yeah. Just bummed. Sure. I'm tired of it. This is right. very. This is very. I'm. I'm not into the woke thing. I'm not into that. I'm not a fifth wave feminist. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah. But I'm just. I'm sick of. I'm sick of wasting our time in skateboarding with the same stupid stuff. I know. There's all kinds of piratey things that you could put on a flyer that yeah. are aggressive and gnarly. Yeah. You know, uh, I, uh, I don't like horror. Yeah. I, I never liked Pusshead because that's how the demonic gets a hold of you. <laughs> it is. That's like playing with Ouija boards. Um, but it's true. That it's and Harry true. Potter. Do you yeah. want? Do you want to have bats in the belfry? Because that's how you get bats <laughs> in the belfry. Do you want that? But but I've always loved daggers and scimitars yeah, and cutlasses. Sure. Right. And and skulls. I always loved. Right. I love skulls. Yeah, and yeah, I love, yeah. I love biker biker stuff and Americana. I like uh, Sailor Jerry. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like that stuff. I like. I like it, and I think everyone has a uh, is is able to like that without giving up any piece of themselves. You mm -hmm. know. But, and I saw that flyer and I was just so bummed. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. Like, seriously, if it's for everyone, make it for everyone because there's right. plenty of common ground. Nope. It's got to be some sort of domestic violence situation, <laughs> you know, bum me out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. 
I think it's funny because I think you're right. I, your perspective has been influenced by 15 years, 20 years of working hard in an industry and saying things that are, in my opinion, true and and also pointing things out that other people just aren't seeing because they're so intrinsic to the culture, right? Like, yeah, the cool guy is like so ingrained into skateboarding culture that when you say, I don't really like this cool guy thing. Everybody's like, what are you even talking about? I'm they talking can't about, even see it. I'm talking about jocks. Yeah, exactly. Like, when yeah, I was, we're not jocks, you know? <laughs> I grew up with the dead Kennedys. Mm -hmm. And even, even as a believing Christian, don't say it, Lou. You know, like sure as a religious person, yeah. in the 1980s, the yeah. dead Kennedys were onto something. Sure. They were onto something that the corruption of power in government should be ridiculed, mm -hmm. exposed. It should be resisted through free speech. Yeah. And I liked that. And that was, that's a core value and corruption in an industry or a culture, the same. Mm -hmm. All right. So come into skateboarding and so many of the dead Kennedy songs like, um, Jocko Rama, they, they wrote those about the wrestling and football guys that used to beat us up. Sure. Except we became them. Except we became them. <laughs> yeah. we, I'm seeing it. Like, I cannot believe the, the cool guy, the cool guy, um, garbage that sure. ran the culture right. garbage. You know, if you if you're one of those guys and you're listening to this podcast, um, you have in me a friend in regard to the transcendent and eternal things in life. But you have in me an opponent in regard to your cultural contributions, your open public speech, yep. your who's got the weed, Ugh. you know, that you publish out and you set up the session on booze and weed. And you set up your demo schedule on strip shows and garbage partying. And then there's yeah. cocaine. And then there's XYZ sponsored rider takes pills as his at on Instagram. Sure. And, and you're just cool with all of it. You're cool with all that. You keep the secrets, yeah. all the dirty dealings and dirty deeds. You keep the secrets. Kids get hurt. Yeah. You create, you create an environment through your influence and authority in which children are more vulnerable to terrible things, some of which happened on your watch. Yeah. And that you quickly shut down. Anyone who speaks up about or against it, you give them what I just came to call the treatment. You declare them controversial or you declare them a kook or a Barney. Yeah. And they're out. And I watched this happen for over a decade in my area of the country. And while I spoke out about it, I had people reach out to me mm -hmm. all across the country from skateboarding and tell me tales of woe that would that gave me the ugly cries yeah and and i'm and i'm like skateboarding can be fun yeah when i've got my work done and i'm riding skateboards with my friends yeah it can be very fun but mm -hmm. skateboarding as a community or as a culture is not a war zone and it should be it should be a war zone. Yeah. We should be standing up in our own communities about things. And we're not. We're going along to get along. And this is, by the way, this is transcends skateboarding. Yeah. This is our, like, this is our American culture. We've gone along to get along because we are all rich enough to have enough stuff 
that if we couldn't play with theirs, we could buy our own and play with ours. Sure. And I'm of a I'm at a point developmentally where this bums me out. And it's it it's very sad to me to go to the skate park and mm -hmm. see it empty when it should be full of kids and big kids yep. having fun with the stupid wooden toy. Yeah. Or to go to a skate park and see the rippers knocking over scooter kids this year. Yeah. Watching watching a guy who's an anti-hero sticker bearing ripper yeah. knock over a scooter kid and stand on it. Yeah. Stand on it and say, Yeah, you shouldn't be in the way. I'm trying to do a trick there. Right. You know, when it it's it's egregious and it's inappropriate. It's wrong. It's bad. It's bullying. It's right. it's so bad. Right. And so Jeremy J you know, asks me, you know, what, 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 what kind of thing are you talking about? And I, I just can't unsee what I, so, you know, you, you like, like your indie, indie truck sticker, you know? Yeah. By the way, I'm a sucker for iron crosses. I, I know, love them. Dude. And love I love them. indies. Yeah. I tried to get an iron cross tattooed on my ribs. And I said, no, no, I, I went in to get the iron cross on and the artist started and he oh, put two lines on it's me that one, yeah. and he froze up. And he's like, he I had a can't. panic attack. Poor buddy. It was his yeah. own life. Yeah. I love this Me guy. Me too. Yeah. He froze up and he said, I can't do this. Yeah. I'm going to buy you uh, a cover up on these two lines I put on you. Yeah. And I just, I hugged him and I was like, dude, dude you're all right. Yeah. He did. And instead of, instead of a, a three inch. Sure. Indie iron cross. Yeah. I got this. Oh, it's that one. It is. Show it. I got this. Oh, what a spot to get a tattoo. I got that whole thing, man. Just blasted. He just, so sick. He, he just paid for it for another artist. Good Excellent for him. artist. Made that he right, dude. Made it so right. Made I can't believe, right. like, but I'm a sucker for Iron Crosses. But when I see an indie ad, I just think of the decades of F the rest, ride the best. Yeah. You're not cool if you're not with us. Super aggro, contest winning indie stuff. And I ride indies, I like them. They're good trucks. The I ride truck out there. Yeah. I ride whatever truck I want to. And but there's baggage for me. Yeah. Sure. Every time I'm riding Indies, I like the Iron Cross, but I'm bummed on the decades and decades of hyper negative inferiority based at they, they affirm your inferiority complex. They they make you sick and they sell you the cure. <laughs> you can see this all over the place. Yeah. Hey kid. You you want to be cool? We got it. That inside that yeah. statement. Yeah, you want to be cool? Then you should ride this. Well, right. Inside that statement is the very subtle but very potent pill. Yeah. It's a poison pill. And the poison pill is you're not cool. Yeah. You're not cool yet. And, you know, you don't hear, you don't hear a kid go like, you don't hear a kid skate his board until it's just thrashed. And then like buys a new deck and he's like, I love the way these trucks turn. The kid's board is still good enough. And he's like, I got to get some indie trucks because yes. so-and-so said right. I should have them. Right. I'm not cool if I don't. And I see that as like, it's not like mental illness. It's very similar. It's character illness. Hmm. And I did just obtain through the generous kindness of life skateboards mm -hmm. who bring you this episode. Yeah. I just obtained a set of 10 inch aces. Whoa. Yeah. Bro. Um, just glorious. 
glorious 10 inch aces if there's anything i appreciate about ace trucks mm -hmm. is they just advertised on the trucks being better yeah sure and they didn't even say their trucks were better they said they turned better which is true it, it was, depends I mean, it was true until but... indy put out a, a new reissue of its stage force yeah i mean which, dude I, you know the new aces are essentially just a complete replica of the indies i'm sorry it's just absolutely true i'm riding a set right now they mm -hmm. feel exactly the same way the indy does they don't turn any better they're exactly the same indy is great ace is fine it's fine everything's fine I'm, it is fine i'm thinking about what you're saying it's funny i think when you talk the way that you're talking i'm right so now, mad about it i know and it's funny because people don't understand because in their mind they feel totally entitled to have skateboarding just be like a vector of relaxation and fun in which they feel like they can abstain what, from like, any cultural responsibility just like watch a guy knock a kid down yeah and not feel say like, one word right because that's because How i'm dare not you? here exactly it's not the guy who knocked the kid down obviously yeah. that person is deficient yes and they're sick right they don't understand some things right and that they need those things taught to them right sure and i'm not talking about regulating with physical violence no i'm meaning just conversationally asserting with j maturity yes with maturity and gentleness. and gentleness absolutely and saying yeah no we don't knock we don't knock the scooter kid down yeah what yo. are you doing man you're yeah, a full we don't, we grown don't do adult right and and yes it does escalate yes people will be like what do you want to go you're like, no. I'm like, no, I want to stay. Yeah. I want to stay healthy. I want to stay happy. And I want to stay out of jail. Yeah, that'd be nice. And I'd like for you to stay out of the hospital. So let's get along. Yeah, it's fine. You know, like, right. like this is this is fine. Yeah. Because I will not take off my rings. Yeah, no, yeah. And there, there's like seven of them. They're bad. <laughs> I'm not interested in physical violence. I think there's a way to avoid physical violence in almost every single circumstance. Okay. I have had so much practice avoiding physical violence in mm -hmm. my life. Um, I think that if there's a martial art to master, mm -hmm. it is the art of avoiding physical violence. I, I was listening today to Hammurabi's Code. Okay. Hammurabi? Mesopotamians. Oh. Sumerians. I know. The Anunnaki. I'm with you. And in, the, in this ancient ancient wisdom is like if two guys get in a fight if a man strikes another man's cheek so it says if a working man strikes the cheek of a i forget how it put it but of a high class man mm -hmm. he shall be struck with an ox tail okay. 60 times oh my gosh if a working man strikes the cheek of another working man he will pay a like a I think it was a shekel of silver. Okay. It was in shekels. Yeah. I don't know how that works. It's fine. And then if he, if he strikes the daughter of a high-class man, he will pay a mina of silver. That's a lot. Okay. If he kills the daughter of a, a, a high-class man, mm -hmm. then his daughter shall be killed. So gnarly. I'm listening to this and I'm yeah. going... I'm going, okay, those were different times. Yeah, gnarly, okay. bro. Right. But what I'm getting from it, mm -hmm. listening to Hammurabi's code, yeah. is don't hit. <laughs> Whatever you do. Don't hit each yeah, other. Yeah, I mean, straight up. Like, don't hit each other. Right. You're you're gonna you're gonna suffer if you go around hitting each other. Yeah. And 
It's a, when I was young and I would get in a fight, yep. I noticed the people I fought with would hit me in the face. Ugh. And I noticed uh, there was, I think it's a God-given sensitivity in me that I never wanted to hit anyone's face. Even when you were little? Even when I was young. Oh, that's fascinating. Sure. Um, I never wanted to hit. The only person I've ever full-on punched in the face is my brother. <laughs> Classic, dude. I don't know what age I was. Maybe 12. Okay. 11. Was he older or younger? He's, younger. He's two and a half years older than oh, I older. am. And we were out on a cold night. Yeah. And I punched him right in the face just to see I what it, it felt like. I bet it stung so bad. It didn't hurt my hand. It hurt his face. Yeah. Uh, I was just a little kid. He was like 13. I was like 11. Yeah. It didn't bruise him. Yeah. But he was so upset with me. Yeah. And he didn't fight me back. Uh-huh. And I felt such deep shame. Dude. Because it was a truly selfish act. Yeah. D- and had he like asked for it in any way? Or no. you're just like, I'm going to punch no, him. No, I just punched it. him in the face. I had a mitten on. <laughs> That's so I had funny. a mitten on. Dude. And I just Boys are such whacked a trip, him in dude. the cheekbone yeah, you just right under his see, left eye. You just my wanted right to hand. see what was going on, right? And, uh, sorry, Bri. Yeah. Love you, buddy. To this day. Yeah. I, we never talked about it. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm going to call him up. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm so... You remember that time? We did talk about it. Yeah. We did. But it's uh, funny because it was only about a year later that we both joined martial arts. And, oh, I'm glad um, it was before that. And we started training together all the time. It completely dissipated all the tension between us growing up. That's Our teenage awesome. years, we didn't fight at all because we went th- four days a week to learn how to fight together. Right. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's it was, actually a life... I'm going to write that down in my journal. Yeah, Maybe it was I'll badass. Have son. I it was. i got to figure that out. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, and... Um, but yeah, so this culture, this, this world that we're living in, yeah, you know, um, by the time you're mowing down scooter kids and challenging other men to a fight, and I'm talking about men in their thirties, men in their forties, so dumb. And it's all this anti-hero sticker stuff. Yeah. Egotistic and selfish. uh, entitled unbelievable dude yeah. just yesterday i saw on my youtube feed i didn't watch it because it's so heartbreaking but another person punched another person in the face uh, and caused a brain injury with lifelong getting fed by his wife by a spoon oh no and the guy who punched him is on the hook for that you fight someone you're married to him it's straight up dude straight up there's people yeah. who hit somebody in the face once and the guy falls and dies and you will go to prison Zon. Well, Terry Kennedy, nobody wants, I, I, yeah. people do want to talk yeah. about it, uh, but, um, you know, Terry Kennedy in prison for a number of years now, oh, he'll God be, I think him. he's away for like 12 years oh. and, um, oh. and he beat a guy, he had rings on. So he caught a weapons charge on the rings. No. He beat the guy up. Dude. Thought it was just another Brooklyn beatdown. And sure enough, uh, dude. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit Life on the podcast. Comes fast, bro. And this is what you get when you affirm these kind of things. And yeah. when you let this sort of stuff grow, it's not good. It's funny. It really is. I remember when we first were skating together, he would talk like this. And I couldn't see it. I didn't have eyes to see yet. I, I, was, try, I was really working to understand where you were coming from. It's funny because it took a couple of years for it to really cook in um, and to begin to see, oh, people really are treating other people so poorly and they have dire, dire consequences when you do these things. And it's funny because it's really changed the way that I look at the world. And as I was in that stage, just engaging my own life in very specific ways, 
there's this like shock and awe that happens sometimes when you're in a really gnarly situation and it's like the things that everybody talks about that you think are stupid and ridiculous are kind of happening and happening in front of you and yeah. you begin to realize like oh dude all the older people in my life who've been saying this have been completely right the entire time and this is super gnarly and i don't even know how to figure this out you know and all the conversations you had are like swirling around in your head as you're engaging it it's i really think people if you haven't experienced it it's really hard to see but once you have it's really hard to not see it all the time everywhere and especially if you feel like i'm going to go skate and when i go skate i'm totally entitled to not engage with any sense of social responsibility to the people around me because this is my time to relax my life is hard so i'm going to i'm i'm just going to go and only enjoy this i'm not going to not going to feel any responsibility to the little kids or the fat kids or yeah. the kid whose yeah. parents are drug addicts and feels like he wants to kill himself. And, you know, oh, man. that stuff is surrounded. We're surrounded by it, dude. At the, if you go to the skate park, you're surrounded by it. Unless you live in a super nice part of the country. You know, if you skate in the Midwest, you're surrounded by it. I'm not sure it's uh, exclusive to the Midwest. Oh. Um, the, the whole... Um... You should kill yourself thing that I heard Dude, so many times. Bro. In the early two thousand. Yeah. Um it was it was a common slur to hear from sponsored writers. Yeah. Um, you should kill yourself was a common Yeah, don't common say thing that to, to another person. Oh my goodness. And, you know, and I, I would go home and I would write these PSAs on my I'm actually kind of grateful. Yeah. Um I feel cleansed now that Facebook, you know, like my account got hacked and is now no longer. Sure. Um, and I'm on an even older account that has no, I has love no, it. no meaning anymore. Right. But would you put that in over there? Oh my God, I got um, but I, I was, uh, I would go home and I would do a PSA and I'd be like, you matter. Yeah. If just in case you were at the skate park and someone said this to you, yeah, you matter. Please don't leave the game. Don't sure. leave the, don't leave the chat, you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and let's see the light on right now? no light. Okay, oh, it's on. on. It's yeah, on. Okay. We're good. Um, you know, don't leave the chat kids. Yeah. Um, and, and I would write those and the guys who behaved that way in front of me, they would call it throwing shade, <laughs> but there is such a difference between going home and writing a general PSA Yeah. to all the kids out there who might get spoken to that way. Yeah. And, and then, uh, and throwing shade on what? what? On what? Right. On what exactly? Because because right. if your public behavior as the owner of a skate shop or the or the sponsoring brand of, of right. riders or a rider for a sponsoring brand or a former pro yeah. uh, who owns your own company or I, I'm it's funny because the the people in my history who who you know I don't know if they lurk my media anymore but. They'll be like, he's talking about me. And I'm like, you know, I'm actually talking about a hundred people. Yeah, right. I'm talking about a thousand people. But if you feel like I am, you. I probably but, am. <laughs> you know, if, if if that's the way that you're acting and speaking in public, mm -hmm. then somebody should have caught you up on that a long time ago. Yeah. They should have ripped your sponsorship away and told you you're no good. For, yeah. You're no good for the role of an example. Absolutely. You're no, you're, you're no better off than a guy... Oh, who wore his headphones stop, too tight and has a dent in the top of his head. You've got a head trench, my guy. <laughs> You're going to have to go to physical therapy. You have a head trench in your mind. In your mind. No, your really mind's true. not right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's here's this thing. You talk about dire consequences. Go ahead. Yeah. In Proverbs chapter 5, 12 and following, 
is this lament yeah. of the fool, yeah. the young fool. In this case, he's gone after the seductive woman Ooh. and he's committed adultery with another man's wife. And he said, and he says, how I have hated instruction and my heart despised correction. Yeah. I have not obeyed the voice of my teacher, teachers, nor inclined my ear to those who instructed me. I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation. Right in front of everyone, your life falls apart. Yeah. Going back to verse 12, how I have hated instruction and my heart despised correction. There are values in America mm -hmm. strongly inculcated in us. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they're ground into us from the time we're kids yeah. to hate correction. We hate being corrected yeah. and we hate being instructed. Yeah. The most base instincts of the teenage, adolescent, juvenile yeah. self have been indulged by a culture and, and, a, and a system of thought that infantilize us. Yeah. We throw tantrums like little baby kids. Yeah. You know, we don't develop emotional regulation. We don't learn to regulate our emotions. And so we grow into 35 and 40 and 45 year olds who still want to throw hands at the bar over nothing more than a slight to an overly developed and overly fragile ego. Yeah. And this is skateboarding. This is in Cincinnati. We used to have skateboarding events. We don't really have them anymore. We used to have a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, well before your time. Yeah. No, I believe We used you. to have skateboarding events four or five times a summer, mm -hmm. different places and stuff. And the owner of the skate shop is in a fight, a fist fight, a brawl with a bunch of other guys. Yeah. There's a fist fight and a brawl at like all of them. They're breaking bottles in yeah, the street. Of They're course. pissing on cars. Yeah. All this stuff. And this was Cincinnati skateboarding that was so proud of itself. Cincinnati skateboarding is going to stomp on a kid's board and throw it in the river. As you ad know. copy, right? Yeah, as ad copy. Right. And, and the reason I speak about it isn't because I'm bringing up old stuff. It's because it's still here. Yeah. And I hate it. And I want you, dear listener, to speak up about it yeah. real time where you are. Yeah. You know, the Lord said we're the salt of the earth, but salt that's lost its flavor is good for nothing. Yeah. And in skateboarding, we shouldn't be good for nothing because it's not about skateboarding. Yeah. You want to have a community of skateboarders and pretend everything's just fine. Yeah. And then you want to encourage people to go on to their death. Yeah. You know, or you want to have, you want to pretend skateboarding is some sort of a community and we're all welcome, but you're going to put up with that kind of thing. And you're going to watch at public skate parks, a kid get knocked down riding a scooter. Bro. And you're going to be fine with it. Yeah. You shouldn't be fine with things. Right. That's not about skateboarding or enjoying your hedonistic toy. Yeah. That's about being uh it, it's about being a human <laughs> yeah and, uh, I don't, i'm not like i'm not into the toys or us i mean the the freaking the, i'm just mind boggled by the reasoning you know like oh you shouldn't have been in my way or you shouldn't be here that's what is that's what a nasty little eight-year-old boy whose daddy uh, never whose daddy never beat him yeah that's what that is that's it's dark it's, you dude. know his, his daddy didn't discipline him, so he grew up wild, yeah. and he gets to go, well, you were in my way. Right. And he gets to do that until he's about 14, yeah. and he tries it with an 18-year-old. This is back smoked. in the day, right. you know, this is back where I, when I grew up in New York, 
If you were like that, you got the absolute brake speed off you. Yep, absolutely. By a kid who was almost a grown-up. Yeah, gnarly, dude. And and I don't think that's good. No. And I don't think we should do that to people. No. But those regulations have been out of service for a long time. We've got men in their 30s now who, it's funny because they say like, about a guy like me, they'll listen to me talk like this and they'll say, well, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't talk like that in real life. And, 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 uh, you know, like he, you know, he, like guys will say anything on the internet. Um, well that may or may not be the case, but no, you <laughs> no, you dog. Yeah. Um, you yeah. like seriously, uh, you talking about shit talking. I'm talking about janitorial services. We're trying to bring a mop in here. Yeah. And so I've got a lot of mileage in that, a yeah. lot of mileage. And, um, and my worst experience of all of it isn't being surrounded by a bunch of guys who want to beat me up hmm. as an adult for saying adult things in a proper adult way. Yeah. My worst experience is the huge crowd of people who knew that was going on. Yeah who watched Donnie getting knocked down, hmm. that that was the thing. While I was being surrounded, another guy was being getting getting really hurt Yeah, right. by the same crew, right. same way, same vibe, and everyone's fine with it. Yeah. Everyone's just fine with it. Everyone right. was just super fine with it. Right. And the worst experience was having one of the nicest people in my life tell me, I think you should stay home from this skate trip because... Hmm. We're not going to be safe if you're there because so many people hate you, even yeah. though we're proud of you for the things they hate you for. Right. We just want to have a good time and you shouldn't come with us. That person is no longer like that. They're sure. not in that place. But and and it's not because, oh, I didn't get to go skate with my guys. Yeah. I, I didn't want to go skate with my guys when they said that. I yeah. said, yeah, you guys go. I'm going to stay home. Sure. Because I don't want to skate with I didn't want to skate with them either. Yeah. Right. Why would I spend my time with people who are going to throw you under the bus like that? Sure. And that's what I think of most skateboarders. I think they're good timers and hedonists who would happily throw you under the bus yeah. in order for, I don't know, pick a pro to think that they're cool. Yeah, right. Fanboys, right. weak-minded, hedonistic fanboys, almost to a man. Sure. And, um, and if you're not like that, I'll probably notice it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's what I've come to expect from the skateboarding public. And... So that's that's why Jeremy J. Yeah, that's why my you guy carry all the baggage with you when you skate. Plus the no core strength. It's hard to do frontside disasters. Though you still do. I can them. do frontside disasters. You do do them, and they I are nice. I probably have a little bit of core strength. You probably have more than we think. I probably have to cop to some core strength. Yeah, and you know it's really it's nice. All this comes to fruition when you have an an engagement with a person that. Um, Maybe you didn't think mattered very much. And then Every, they hit you up like two years later. Everybody matters. Yeah. And they tell you, hey, I want you to know that when you said that to me, I, that gave me the, I was going to leave the chat and I didn't because you were kind to me for 15 minutes at the skate park and paid attention. For that interaction I had at the gym, I've told the story before, but it was really potent. It was a potent moment in my life. I, I encouraged a dude who was at the gym who was very small. And he seemed like he was having a really hard day. And I just gave him a fist bump and said, I think you're doing great out there. And he stopped me last time. The next time I saw him or the time after that, maybe a month later, and said, 
you know, I was having a really, really bad day and what you said really meant a lot to me and it mattered. And it just goes to show that the way that we treat other people, even if it, even if it doesn't seem like it matters in the moment, really matters sometimes much more than we think it ever will. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're, you're one of those guys with, you've got your own mental health problems yeah. and you've behaved badly. Yeah. I, I'd like you to hear that we really are bringing this to the industry. Sure. We're bringing this to folks like the Bunt who have no problem just glad handing along with some of the most horrible, dire consequence level stuff yeah. out there. Yeah. Perfectly happy to affirm the obvious and public decline of people like Cater Silla getting strip mined out by the industry. Nobody's yeah. calling it out. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. Our, our critique of those kind of industry, public industry messaging mm -hmm. things is not to be confused with, you know, you knocked down a kid, you were, you were, you, you were nasty about it. But that's you've got your own story that brought you to that moment. And yeah. we have love for you yeah. in that. And we have an appreciation for the things that bring people into that headspace. Yeah. And so we really think you still belong. Yeah. But in the industry of public, you know, like public stuff, mm -hmm. um, there's no excuse for this kind of thing. None. And I'm talking about Big Brother. You know, I'm talking about like almost the whole trajectory of witty and intelligent people like Chris Neratko mm. and what's the other guy's name? He was an editor for for Big Brother. Uh, he's one of the big guys. These guys are witty and they're smart, but they are hedonistic and immoral. Yeah, and they're no good for you. Mm. And leave them; they are blind guides. They're yeah. self righteous in their, you know. I, I, it's really, it's rough. Yeah. I think I, I, I did love Chris Niratko's interview with, uh, with, um, uh, with, uh, Falcon skates. Um, guy. Oh, Todd Falcon. Todd Falcon. Yeah, I, dude, I did. Heck, I do yeah. love that. Heck, yeah, bro. <laughs> Which heck, I used to read yeah. that aloud. Were oh, you there? so good. You were there. Yeah. The In reading Savannah? aloud. Yeah. Yeah. The I, reading aloud of the Todd Falcon. Read it articles. aloud as a bedtime story. For yeah. Everyone. It was it's beautiful, dude. Super fun. God super bless fun. Todd Falcon wherever he's at today, man. Yeah. I say this every time we talk about this stuff, but I think it's just important to keep on saying that if you're the type of person who is listening to this maybe and realize, oh, I'm that dude at the skate park, you know, dude, it's never too late to just maybe make a change. And it really, it, it, there is an aspect to which it's going to be very difficult, but there is also an aspect to which it's actually not that difficult to, to make a change, to begin to behave differently, you know, to begin to recognize that. The way that you behave affects other people. You're not entitled to, entitled to have a good time every time you go skate and crack your Bible, son. I Back to that Proverbs yeah. chapter 5, verse 12. Mm -hmm. How I have hated instruction and my heart has despised correction. If, if, this calls, if this catches you out and you're one of the complicit, you know, um, there's a saying in the scripture that the fear of man is a snare. Yeah. It traps you. If you're afraid to stand a line against evil, because you're afraid of losing all your friends, <laughs> you are a coward in yeah. your attitude. 
and that's going to show in your behavior. And that may keep all your friends, but it's costing. And so I guess I'm instructing you to make a break with that inner attitude. And I guess I'm correcting you. I would say if I may be so bold, but I will be so bold. But I am. Yeah, you should definitely take some attention and place it upon your character. Yeah. And you should definitely apprise. You should learn mm -hmm. that you're not doing it right. Yeah. And you should definitely change. And the next verse, 13, says, I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers. I got 66 books written over a period of, I don't know, 1,500 years, yeah. 1,200 years. Something. This is dope, the good kind. <laughs> this is dope. And I, my, my teachers are, they go back to the days of the Sumerian kings, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like Job was written during the time of, I mean, it, it could possibly have been before Noah. That would be a trip. It could possibly have been before. I learned. That's actually an interesting. Fun tidbit. Go ahead. I learned yeah. that from Adam. Let me get it right. From Adam to Moses. Mm -hmm. Okay. Seven generations. Seven. Uh, is seven people. Yeah. It was, uh, it was not seven generations. I think it was 24 generations. Okay, more, sure. Or it was 24 generations. Okay. Some number. Yeah. But the lifespan overlap of the oral mm -hmm. transmission mm -hmm. was seven patriarchs long. Okay. That's very interesting. Hmm. Very, very interesting. From Adam to Moses was actually tighter than it looked. Yeah. Because people would live in 987 billion years. In the, in the beginning, it does appear from the from the scripture. And, and by the way, like um, just so you know, I am done with my eighth grade earth science. Um, I don't care if the world is. Uh, I, I tend to be a globe earther. A globe earther. I do. A globe tard. Um, a globe tard. <laughs> people in the flat earth community. And then Spotify them. just took us right off of that. Yeah, and you're done. <laughs> um, my phone shuts off. Um, I had a, a, what I do think is that we live in a time is okay. very temporary. Hmm. This life is very fleeting. This realm we live in is very temporary hmm. and that we will be in eternity for eternity mm -hmm. after this, whether you get hit by a bus or you get your cancer or you get mown down on your motorcycle, which looks very likely for me. Bro. I don't know how I'm not supposed to get hit. Bro. I just had another friend go down. Really? Had a broken, broken ankle and a broken wrist. Recently? And it's the second time in like three years that he's gone down. Dude. Yeah. I am, I am in a uh, mighty struggle in my heart about all the people who are getting mown down. Yeah. As I, as I'm riding and driving around and seeing the incredibly, you said dire consequences. They are, man. I was stunned this morning. I was going to the police station this morning. Oh. I found a laptop on the ground outside really? my house. I was walking the dog. Hilarious. I found an Apple laptop yeah, on the ground. Just like a Mac computer. Bone. It was a it was a air 
Like the super nice one? The super nice thin MacBook Air. Good for you, taking it to the cops. And so I I opened it because it had been run over. It had a slight bend to it and it had tire tracks across it. I opened it. It was perfectly functional. I didn't try typing. Yeah, 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 sure. I didn't try typing. Maybe the keyboard was wrong. Did it have somebody's name on it? Yeah, it had someone's name right there on the screen. Okay, sure. And I was like, oh, this is a doer. This was two days ago. Okay. I was like, wait a second. I take this in my house and they mm. do what I do with my Apple devices and they see where is it. Yeah, you're going to be having stolen right. it. So I called the cops. Good for you. And I, they said. Well, I mean, is it really? Um, well, so I is. called the cops and they said, uh, I said, hey, I got a laptop I found on a walk, blah, blah, blah. They said, oh, okay, well, can you bring it in? And like, I was like, well, I can't make it, it there tonight. Yeah. I, I, I think I can bring it in the morning. Yeah. I wound up bringing it the next morning. Okay. But, uh, I said, I'm afraid that they're going to track where it is and they're going to think I stole it. Yeah, 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 sure. And with a tire track helps. It does. Yeah, because when I hand it back to them, I say, look, I found it on the ground. They're going to be like, really? Really? Who stole it is going to run it over their car. Or would they? <laughs> it's actually it's a bold move. Perfect alibi. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to jailbreak. I don't think you can even jailbreak. Yeah, I don't even know how any of that works. I'm sure that you could. I learned how to type on typewriters. Oh, bro. So, did you really? I did. Okay. So, um, so, Today, I bring it to the cops. I, I, I drive over to District 5. Okay. Which yeah. is, oh, anyway, they took a report on the phone. Okay. And that saved me because Good. at okay. least they had, I said, can you at least take down my name yeah. and my data? Right. So that, you know, like, you know? Yeah. And, and the dispatcher was like, that's a good idea. That's awesome. And I said, great. I'm glad. Thank you so much for <laughs> yeah. your help. You Are know? you guys hiring? So I, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> No, thank you at all. And um, um, I would be a sick cop. I know. I would be a terrible cop. You honestly would be a pretty great cop. I would be a terrible cop because I would always want to do what helps people. I know. So that's, I would be, I'm, I love skateboarding. I hate skateboarding. I would love being a cop because of doing the things a good cop does. Mm-hmm. I love skateboarding because of doing the things a guy playing with a skateboard does. Yeah. I'd be a terrible cop because of the things that cops do. Yeah. And I can't stand skateboarding because of the things that people who call it skateboarding do. Yeah. And yeah. The, spe- the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So like the practice of skateboarding rules, the practice of being a cop could rule, but the industry of skateboarding does not rule. The industry of being a cop is dire. Probably pretty dark. So I yeah. go to the, I'm driving from my house to District 5. It's about a seven minute drive. Okay. And? This car, no turn signal. This car, no. Lane change in the middle of an intersection, no signal. This car, no turn signal. This car, in the middle of the lane, stopped. No hazard lights. Well, just stopped. Just stopped. You know, <sighs> On and on it goes, just driving there. Okay. And I get there and I'm having some sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like really feeling discouraged and it's not about traffic. Yeah, it's about people. It's about lawlessness. Yeah. The reason that there are traffic rules and laws isn't so you don't get in trouble. So people don't get killed. It's so people don't get killed. Straight up, dude. And people have lost the plot. Yeah. The plot is that, that we all we all do it the same way so that people don't get killed. Yeah. Nobody cares. No. They don't care if they kill other people. And they're they're in their thing. They're in their selfish zone. Yeah. I get to the cop place, you yeah. know? Right. And like 
you got to like take everything out of your pockets and yeah, stuff in your right. car. You go, yeah, I sanitize right. myself of sanitize. all, of all, uh, of all Sharps. independence. Right. right. And so I walk through the door, I'm standing and it's a really weird little lobby. You can't see anything because it's everything shiny. Yeah. I walk in, I'm looking at the next door. I'm thinking I'm supposed to go through it and I get yelled at. Oh, yeah. I'm just, as yeah. soon as I walk in, I get yelled at. That's what right. I hear. What's up? Right. No, the guy goes, yells something at me. Yeah. Well, he's behind glass. Yeah. Bulletproof glass. Yeah, yeah. So I turn and I see that there's a guy behind the glass. He's a police officer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not happy. That's why I've, you know, just first blush. Yeah, sure. He's not happy. I don't think he likes his job. That's my first okay. vibe. Yeah, I could understand that. I said, yeah, I found this laptop. I called in about it. I just wanted to. He interrupts me. He says, well, what do you want us to do about it? And I said, well, well I just thing? want to drop it off because it, it's a found, I, it's a found thing. And yeah. I, I need to bring it to you guys because it's worth over a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I want to drop it off. He sucks his teeth at me and says, well, you know, you're going to have to fill out the form, all your information and everything. Is that a problem? And I, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I it didn't say it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't go, well, is that a problem? I mean, right, I yeah, expected yeah. to have to fill something out, right. you know, for the reward. What is you know? happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know? okay, I'm not expecting a reward. I just yeah. want to do the right thing. Yeah. If I had lost my laptop, I hope I would love it if somebody brought it to a police station Absolutely. and I called the police and say, hey, I lost a laptop. Yeah, it has my name on it. Right, I yeah. thought this sort of thing worked. Yeah. Or I could do the find my and then I would find it at the police station. I'd go in and say, this is my ID. This is my laptop. I can describe it. It's got this and that sticker yeah. on it. I just, I didn't understand what, where the attitude was. And I thought maybe he's just, this is a very deeply unhappy person, but you know, don't put a deeply unhappy person on counter duty yeah. where deeply unhappy people are, coming, are to... coming for help. Yeah, 100%. So anyways, this was prickly the whole way through. And I just was, just I was like, away. well, there's only one thing to do is to shower that person with love and respect. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. Just shower them with love and respect. Because if I was seconds. having a hard day and I wasn't behaving well and someone showed me love and respect, yeah. it might at least not make it worse. So there I am. Oh, we're almost done. That's what I was going to tell you. Do you want to have... sign off? Yeah, we got 20 seconds. All right. In these 20 seconds, I'm going to tell you that we're going to take this up in the next episode. I'll yeah. retell a story. Yeah. Thank you, Life Skateboards. Life yeah. Skateboards, the boards we ride. That's why we can Ten do this. Seconds. And we're out of here. It's Captain Lou. Laters.